Welcome to episode 35 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. This feels so funny saying this because today's episode, I got to interview my bestie, the other half of this beautiful podcast, Lauren King. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Lozzie as a podcast guest rather than a podcast co-host because she's a bloody powerhouse and she has just published a book. So in this episode, you're going to hear all about the journey for Loz and writing her book. And this will be particularly amazing if you're someone who has wanted to publish and write a book. If that's on your goals list and you're wondering what the process looks like, you're going to love this episode. We talk about what's in the book and why she wrote it, her promise to you and what you'll gain from it, and her mission around helping you to live a life above zero as we enter a new and exciting decade because we are experiencing a mental health epidemic right now, you guys. The World Health Organization estimates that depression is currently the fourth biggest and most debilitating disease in the world. And by the year 2020, it'll be the second biggest. So we think it's time for some real talk. This book will equip you with the practical skills and mindset backed with psychology, research and statistics to help you unlock the code to success in your life, in your relationship, in your career, with some nice, positive, warm, fuzzy vibes thrown in there. A little bit with uh, Lozzie's specialty sprinkled with tough love. So not only does it share personable stories that we can all relate to, but it also has the credentials and the research behind it, giving it the credibility in the wellness, health and business space. So in case you didn't know, Lauren is a life and mindset coach, author, blogger, speaker, and mentor for thousands of women around the world with a bachelor in psychology with honors and accreditation as a neuro-linguistic practitioner. Lauren's passion is about helping women make mindset manageable, health holistic, and life liberating. She's a part of one of the most impressive global movements around the world, Babes in Business, if I don't say so myself, and this podcast, Babes Talking Business, which by the way, ranks number two in careers in podcast world this year. It empowers and mentors women who want to create a different future for themselves and their family. You can find all of Lozzie's links to her socials and her website in the show notes below. So you can get your hands on her book with the pre-sale as a beautiful gift for a loved one or to have it for yourself to read over the downtime on the Christmas break, reflecting on the new year and getting yourself inspired and setting some goals for the new decade that you want to create in your life. You can also check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of information including upcoming events around the world. We have a Babes in Business Mastery retreat happening in Bali next year. So check it out. It is one of the most amazing events. We had 40 at our first one. We are planning on doubling that this year. We also want to take the opportunity to say a massive thanks to our sponsors, the HealthStyle Emporium, a 16-week online holistic health program for women all around the world that educates, empowers, and inspires them to become the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. So without further ado, we are so excited for you to hear from the amazing Lauren King. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this is going to be a very interesting podcast because- I've never interviewed you and you've never interviewed me. And this podcast is about 
Loz. <laughs> I'm actually really excited but nervous at the same time. You're nervous? I am nervous. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> You're never nervous. I know, but this is special. So guys, it is such a, it's actually as a friend and as a business partner, like this is such a cool moment for me to watch happen. Like you've written a freaking book, girl. I've written a book. You what? wrote a book. I wrote a book. And you know what? It's funny. I actually finished writing it probably over a year ago, but the last year has been the process of publishing it. So it feels like it's been coming for a long time. I'm actually really excited to get into that because people think that, you know, all these little pretty books that are in the bookstore, they just like got written and they got published and then they're on the shelves. And I have watched you grind and hustle to get this thing out mm-hmm. and it is not an easy process no I think I've learned so much I have more appreciation for when I pick up a pretty book like oh like how did it get here what was the <laughs> process of getting it on this shelf so um tell us a little bit about it first of all actually let's go back to what inspired you to even write a book because mm. that's a journey and a half in itself yes it definitely is so I think we're very similar. We've always wanted to help people. We were working professions where obviously you were always working as a nurse. I was doing psychology and was working in child protection. And I always just wanted to help people be happier and healthier and just get more out of life. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that I saw personally from, I guess, working with people in child protection and families from all around the world, whether they were dealing with like mental health, domestic violence, um, just no self-worth and find themselves in relationships and positions they never thought they'd be in. And then, then pivoting and working with you online while we're working with women and trying to empower women to take, take control of their health, take control of their future, create their own income streams. What I've personally learned in business, I just think the more that I'm starting to spend time with people, I realize so many people are spending so much time getting ready to get ready. Mm. and they have the best intentions, but for some reason they keep self-sabotaging. They take one step forward, then take two steps back, and they feel like they're broken because they're not happy all the time. They're not elated all the time. They're not achieving all the time. They think that they're the only ones going through what they're going through, and they think they're the only one that has that mean girl on their shoulder, like taunting them and saying all these nasty things. And it just made me think people don't understand their psychology. They don't realize that's how your brain's wired, and they're throwing themselves these big pity parties, not realizing that's not just them. That's everyone. That is yeah. our psychology. And I think if people could actually master and understand they're not alone in what they're going through, whether it is business, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in health, it's just in life. If they could really understand their psyche and not in like an overwhelming scientific way, but just understand and appreciate. I know this sounds wishy-washy, but love themselves and know that they're enough. I think they'd actually get the results that they're after because so for so many people, their worst enemy is themselves. Yeah. And they, people are really smart, but they're way too smart to be the only thing that's standing in their way. And I'm like, there was so much things that was brewing that I think I had learned through my psych degree, through working with families and helping them make meaningful change to overcome child protection concerns so kids could remain in the home, to now mentoring women in business and from coaching and studying neuro-linguistic programming, life coaching, like all of it. There was just so much stuff that I just wish I could put in one space and hand to somebody so they can just create a life that they love mm-hmm. and that's something in itself is something in itself because everyone doesn't even know what they love these days. They get so focused on what they think they should love or what they think that they should be that they end up in this rut reel chasing all these things that they don't actually need or want and then they get it and they're feeling unfulfilled. So I just wanted to create a space where people could come, they could be empowered, they could learn mm-hmm. they're not alone in what they're going through, but they could also learn how to 
understand what lights them up and what makes them happy so they can start creating a life and actually making changes and taking steps in order to achieve that. That's cool. So would you say the book is for someone who maybe is like ambitious or they want to create something but they're just feeling like they're not getting anywhere and they're beating themselves up that they're not having the success that they thought they would or they envisioned that they would? Is that who the book is for? Honestly, the book is for so many. Like anyone could pick this up and I know something will resonate. But in particular, when I was reading it, I was thinking of so many different women that I know would benefit from this. And I think firsthand, it's it's just, it can be young women, especially young girls, young adults who are kind of finishing high school, in finishing university and feeling lost. You kind of go through those years where you've got a really low self-worth and that comes out in the influences, the people that you're hanging around with, maybe the relationships that you're having, whether you're casually sleeping around, whether you're abusing your body with drugs or alcohol, whether you end up in domestic violent relationships. So just in a relationship where you know your, your worth isn't being respected. Um, I think it's for women who kind of at a crossroads and then kind of work out what do they want for life, whether it is you've just finished uni and you're trying to work out what you want that next chapter of life to look like, or maybe you've been in a career for 10, 20 years and you're just feeling unfulfilled and you're like, what's next? Um, or even girls who just know they're not, they're not, li- they're not living lit up, yeah. but they act, but then they also have this guilt because of it. They know that they should be they're like, I've got food on the table. I've got a roof over my head. I've got a family that love me, but I'm still not, I don't feel that. Like, why is something wrong with me? Um, to women who are struggling with their emotions, maybe they know that they have poor, poor emotional regulating strategies or poor self-esteem. I think if you're just feeling in a, in a place of life right now where you feel lost, you feel mm-hmm. stagnant, um, or even as a mum, if you wish that you could have these conversations with your young teenagers growing up and teaching them how to understand their emotions and how to self-regulate. So I think we are in a massive mental health epidemic at the moment yeah. and with depression, anxiety, suicide on the rise, um, I think we need to be having these conversations and not waiting until we're on antidepressants or on a mental health care plan yeah. to have them. I think we need to be teaching young people earlier on what is happiness yeah what makes you happy what are feelings how do you regulate those feelings and how do you how do you have still see the light in and positivity in life when it is dark and life throws you lemons because it's going to (laughs) it's gonna throw you so much shit um but learning how to stand on top of the shit um and still be enthusiastic and still still not be a hard person and have more fun and fulfillment out of life. What I love about what you've done is, I mean, this book is going to be ready this week. Yeah, hectic. This week. Hectic. I'm going to have it in my hands. <laughs> P.S., just so you know, guys, I haven't read it yet. But I've read the first chapter, <laughs> and it's freaking good. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't just give someone one chapter and then, like, I've been sitting on the edge of my seat for so long. But... I'm going to get it in my hands this week. Now, mm-hmm. great cozy present, mm-hmm. but also like this is a time of the year where a lot of people are setting goals and they're thinking about like we're about to enter a new decade. I know. What the hell? What happened to the last 10 years? I feel like I'm still 18. <laughs> like it is 2020 in less than 30 days, bitches. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. So this book, like, I mean, we all go on Christmas holidays or we take some time out over the new year. 
and we do some goal setting, I know I certainly do and you do as well, will this book be something that people can utilize so that they can set themselves up really strong over 2020, like entering the new decade? Yeah, I'm, I actually think it's the perfect opportunity. That's why I've hustled my ass off to try and get it out just in time before Christmas. Cause She's first, hustled, guys. I've hustled. There's been so many hiccups along the way. But it's per- personally, I don't know about you guys, but at Christmas, that's when we have, that's my favorite time to get a good yes. book, sit on the beach, <gasps> maybe with a cocktail in the hand and just get lost and read. I know for most of us after Christmas and New Year's, it's also the time when we kind of reflect, reflect yeah. on the year that was and we start getting excited for what the new year is going to have in store for us, let alone a whole new decade. I know. So um, the reason that I really wanted to get this out so you guys could have it before Christmas is just so you do have a really beautiful book that you can read over the break where you can slow down and give yourself permission to kind of slow down and tune in and to how you're feeling. Honestly, I think we, we, a lot of us are on like autopilot mode throughout the year. You don't actually take the time to stop in and check in with yourself and be like, am I actually happy? Is this the life I actually want to live? But then even more so when that stuff gets stirred up, it's like, well, now what do I do? Like, do I just quit my job? Do I just pack up my stuff and sell my house and go traveling? Do I get a divorce? Like some of us, we know that we're not happy, but then what I love most about my book is that I'm actually going to give you the skills on how to do something about it. So how do you? get clear on what actually does make you happy, not what you think you should do and what your parents think you should do and what's expected by society, but what truly makes you happy and feel fulfilled. Then also how to, um, how to set goals that align with your values. But then and that's pretty cool. Lots of books do that. But then what's yeah. even cooler about that is then I talk about all the stuff that nobody else talks about, like the time that you're going to give up. Cause I promise you, you're going to yep. the self-sabotage, <laughs> um, the naysayers, death, sickness, like the unpretty stuff that nobody really talks about that I think that's why a lot of us fail and we beat ourselves up because that's going to come up. It's yeah. part of life. And when it does, I want to show you how you can look for the strength in it. You can look for the gift in it. You can overcome it. You can understand how your brain works and catch yourself when you start self-sabotaging. So you're like, oh, oh, uh, no, 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 I've been warned about this. So not only are you going to start the new year with clarity and inspiration and excitement, but you're also going to be given the skills on how to make sure that when life does throw you curveballs you don't it doesn't stop you and you don't you're not one of those people saying new year new me but then you spend the whole year moaning about the same petty shit doing the same stuff and nothing ever changing yeah um and it's not just for new year goals but it's just creating life like that you really love and I've said it a couple of times but I talk about death in this book and I think it's really important when you're talking about life you talk about death because it's the awareness of death that gives life meaning it's what gives you the confidence and the courage to do some things that are outside of your comfort zone um, that maybe been on your bucket list sitting there for a long time. So I really want to, sh- this book's going to shake you up. And I think if you know me personally, know Shen, you know I'm like this. I'm a pretty direct person yeah. and <laughs> it's it's positive and I'm good. I share lots of personal stories that hopefully you can have a laugh at and know that you're not alone. But there's also some tough love in there that I think a lot of people need to hear Yeah, and some hard stone cold facts that maybe will slap you in the face and wake you up and give you that that wake up call that maybe you need because yes you are so lucky that you're seeing a new decade but what if you're not here for the next one yes that's that's not promised so are you living life the way that you want to live are you living lit up are you living on purpose are you living in alignment with your values and if today was your last day or if this was your last decade are you happy with how you're spending it so I'm sure it's going to wake you up and it's probably going to stir some things. But I think more importantly, my wish for you is that you actually have some constructive tools 
mm-hmm. that are backed by research. That's another thing with the book. It's, it is backed by research and lots of studies are in there. So I've used my psychology background as a way, not just to give you a book that's woo-woo and it's going to make you feel good, but you actually know that it's work that is backed by science. Yeah, and with actionable steps yeah. to take, which I love. I love books that, like, tell you what to do to, like, summarize that chapter and I just I'm so excited for it yeah and there's in each chapter there's a thing called a universal assignment which I know Mm. we talk about even in babes in business a lot we talk about like every level is a new devil and that's just in life like every time you achieve a success or you have a breakthrough just know there's going to be another one waiting for you so throughout the book I give you the opportunity to actually learn and apply what you're learning for whatever phase or chapter you're in life at the moment so it is your universal assignment so you can overcome it you can strengthen those mindset muscles and then step into that new level of abundance or awareness so cool so cool so let's talk a little bit about writing a book like I'm sure a lot of listeners have it on their bucket list to one day publish a book and I mean it's on my bucket list and now I'm like oh watching you do it I'm like (laughs) do I really want to write a book no I definitely will in the future but so you wrote you actually wrote this book really quickly like I always thought in my head I just had this, I don't know, preconceived idea that you write a book and it takes you like three years to put together. Like you smashed this thing out. How long did it take? I think it took 17 weeks, but 17 days really. Because what we did, funny story, it was two years ago actually, nearly to the day where I, like the idea came to me. Because we're in Vegas. We're at the mm-hmm. Las Vegas GoPro convention. Yeah. I don't know if you've read, remember that book Big Magic where she talks yes. about like something just talks it just comes, comes through you. To you yeah and I, I, some of you guys might think this is really weird but like it's honestly the truth I was sitting there and it was nothing to do with what was being said on the stage but just something just came through me and I just knew the skeleton for my book I knew exactly what it was going to be called it's going to have 17 chapters and each chapter subject was about and it was weird because as you know like my background's in psych and I studied psychology I did my thesis did my honors studied life coaching did neuro-linguistic programming so I've got all this stuff brewing up inside of me, but I never really wanted to be a psychologist. And as much as I love coaching, there's only so many people I can help in four walls, but a good coach actually doesn't educate. A good coach just asks us good questions. Mm-hmm. So I never got the opportunity to like everything that's in here, actually teach anyone or empower yeah. them with what I know. But it's weird because it's all kind of being like stored. This is how I vision my brain right now. <laughs> like with like little drawers. Like, it's all been, like, broken up in certain subtitles. I know That's where it's been. so cool. But it's all been in little drawers in my head. So I know the certain studies that I would talk about. But it's so weird. When the skeleton came, all this, all my drawers kind of opened up. I knew exactly what stuff would go in each chapter, what study that would refer to, what science that was, who was, the like, the theory behind that. So I wrote the skeleton in December two years ago. Yeah. But then I left it, I let it just sit there, and then that's when we launched this podcast. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesdays with our podcast, that was our creative day. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday, Shannon and I used to work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, but Wednesday was a day we'd do content creation. And so we'd film in the morning, but in the afternoon, instead of getting stuck into business, I feel like you've got you've got a left and a right side brain. One's very logical, one's very creative. And so while I was in that creative mode, I'd use the afternoon to just write the chapter. So I already had the skeleton. So yeah. Every Wednesday, I wrote a chapter. So within 17 weeks, the book was written. That's so cool. I left it, though. I know I've, I've, every time I read a really good book, it's you'll usually find an author that's been um, interviewed. So I've, it's funny because I've listened to authors and they always say they've just left it for a bit just to brew on it. Yeah. And so I left it for, I think, maybe three months. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I read it, reread it and edited it. And then 
reread it again and spent probably the next six months just rereading, editing it, making sure it all flowed. And then I sat on it again, I think probably another three months, being like, okay, now what do I do with it? <laughs> like, I've got it. Do I self-publish? Do you go through like traditional publishing? I know we've got a couple of friends of ours who are published authors and have gone through different routes. So I remember just talking to them and they've all self-published. Yeah. Like they, they realize that they've got the following, they've got the influence, they've got the people, um, and you can actually make more profits doing self-publishing. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, like, especially seeing what I've seen in mental health, I just want this book in as many hands as possible. Like, I just want more people to understand their emotional health and hopefully it will have a positive influence on people's mental health. Yeah. And not just a book that's out there that, yeah, like I've done this and sort of felt, but something that actually is backed by the research and the science so you feel comfortable giving it to people you're not and you're not like here for the profit you know to get the message out and that's why I said so I decided I want to go through a traditional publishing route because I didn't want the money and I could make more money doing self-publishing like obviously it'd be great to make a profit but I actually wanted help with the distribution I mm. wanted help getting as many hands as possible so I wanted more influence on what I could have so from there, I decided to get a, a publish an, a professional editor to go through it because I'm <laughs> I, not very good at the grammar, <laughs> the contents there. So they did all that. You know, wait, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> you're great. You're just, your brain thinks faster than you can type slash talk. So. Oh, a little hack too. A lot of my book, I got it dictated so I could talk so, oh. and that way it would write some very slow at typing. So it's a little hack for you. <laughs> That's how I wrote lots of the book too. Let's talk about the editor actually because you had an interesting situation with that. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful to say stuff. <laughs> it wasn't a very nice experience. It's It was just hard getting an editor and then I used one that had been recommended by a friend and they had the best intentions. But I think we just went on the same page with what we expected from each other and what was covered. And mm-hmm. um, I got an editor from the USA, which also means that you use different grammar in USA compared to Australia yeah. as well. So I had to um, pretty much re-edit everything afterwards to make sure it was within because we have yeah. you structure paragraphs differently you type words differently it's all different if someone was wanting to write a book and like they're at that stage where they need to find an editor what's like a piece of advice you would give them how how can they find someone talk to somebody that you know who's written a book in your country first it's probably something i would do <laughs> i talk to someone who'd written one in the usa um and then get some like see what testimonials they've got I actually do a bit more research i just took a friend's word for it yeah I think she's done a great job for other people. It just I think I had different expectations. So, mm. um, yeah, so I did that so I could put my best foot forward when I did submit my manuscript to traditional publishing houses. And that's another thing you'll hear lots of authors talking about. If you're going to take the traditional publishing route, you've got to be okay with rejection. Yes. And I think that's something business. If it wasn't for business, especially being in the network marketing profession, I'm so good at no's now. Like yeah. I don't take them personally. Like I know it's not a good fit for everyone and people are looking for different things. So you, I think I submitted to, I don't even know, probably 30 traditional publishing houses. Wow. And they all have like a six-month turnaround. So you've got to wait. They'll say like, you don't hear back from us for six months, take it as a no. So you did that and you've, you're opening yourself up. This is like your baby. This is like my heart and soul. This is like everything I've learned in the last 15, 20 years personally and professionally in a book. Yeah. So you've got to be okay with like someone pretty much being like, no, like you're not good enough or I don't see it or fully... So a lot of people I didn't even get replies from, like, and I think it's it's been, it would be about six months now since I've done this traditional publishing, like the submissions, but then I got three back that said, yes, they wanted to publish the book, which was cool. awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then also then deciding on what route you want to take because yeah. different publishers will give you different um, conditions. Conditions and they give you yeah. like an, an upfront, um, what's the word, what am I having a mental blank. They'll give you a payout up front and mm-hmm. you think a lot of people have this misconception that that's what you get, but you actually then owe that money back in how many books that you sell. Right. So they'll pay you, say, let's just like say 10 grand, mm-hmm. but you actually have to pay that $10,000 back. back. And people think, sales. yeah, and they think, oh yeah, well, if a book's $30 and it's $30, that's fine. But no, it's, it depends what contract you've got with a publisher. If you're only getting $2 per book after distribution oh, and marketing, yeah. then you've got to owe back $10,000 with $2 a book. So how many books do you have to sell to then pay yeah. back? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So you can be in debt. Damn. So See, there's so many like little intricate details behind writing a book that I just thought you just like write a book and give it to someone and they're like, yes, sign mm. the contract here. Let's do this. Yeah. So there's so much that I've learned. And um, yeah, there's, it's been a big journey in itself. But the mission at the end of the day was to help people live a life yeah. above zero and get it in hand. So, and by the way, guys, life above zero, it's actually a term coined in positive psychology. So if you're someone from a psychology background, life above zero comes from the fact that usually when you go see a psychologist, the first thing that they'll say to you is like, what's wrong or why are we here? And you kind of think that something's wrong with your mental health or with life for you to have to do something or fix something to get back to the baseline being mm-hmm. zero. But life above zero is don't wait until something's wrong or don't wait till like you're sick or don't wait till you lose a job or don't wait for you to be in that rut to start thriving. Like there's more than just the baseline. So this this book is about not settling for mediocrity, whether it's in business, life, health, relationships, and teaching you how to like get the most out of life and yeah. not settle. So yeah, the idea of seeing the intention was to help as many people as possible. So it will be <laughs> after this two year process, it will be available online this week as this launches, this podcast goes live for pre-sale. So we'll make sure I pop stuff in the notes on the website so you can get your hands on the pre-sale. And if you order it pre-sale, the following week, so the week just before Christmas, it should be out on the 16th of December. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you've ordered your pre-sale, you'll start getting them in your mailbox. Um, then and we can, then you'll be available to buy online over Christmas and the New Year and in bookstores hopefully around March next year. That's so exciting. And you have done all of this amongst planning a wedding, mm-hmm. which hasn't gone to plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, how have you not lost your brain right now? I just how are you in one piece in front of me right now? The book, you need to read the book. See, I know how to deal when life throws me lemons. Oh my gosh. I could have a laugh. Do you want to have a laugh? Yeah, I want to have a laugh. Okay, guys. So, you know how people say like brides turn into bridezilla before their wedding? So I get married in what next week? Wow. Wow, you wow. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we purposely had a long engagement because we wanted to enjoy the planning of the wedding. Long. Um, we both, me and my fiance, <laughs> both have our own businesses, so life is pretty full. And it was going pretty good up until probably four weeks ago. <laughs> I got a call that my wedding venue burnt down, which is actually really sad for people who own the venue. It's a gorgeous venue, but as a bride, you can imagine, I was like, um, excuse me? No, 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 no. <laughs> you were not like, um, excuse me. You're like, I was, when I got the call, I was like, do I laugh or do I cry? And then I cried. <laughs> oh, poor you, little Lossie. It was so sad. You were so upset. I, I don't know. I don't actually like think back to my wedding and I think if my venue burnt down four, four weeks. weeks before my wedding, what would I have done? 
And it's not just that. It's just I think it's the overwhelm because you'd spent – you've actually organized so much by this point yeah. and you're supposed to be – in the four weeks coming up, it's supposed to be like, oh, I can enjoy it now. But you, And you have family flying in from the UK, so it's not like you can just like change the date. That was the issue too and it's the Wednesday before Christmas. So getting another venue with four weeks yeah. notice and then – so we got into that really tricky option, do we cancel the wedding? And then reschedule, or then do we try to organise a new wedding in four weeks? And we decided to organise a new wedding in four weeks together. All whilst finishing editing the book, getting, running a business, <laughs> running a business, and doing a podcast, and then like you designed the book because mm-hmm. that was like the last step. Yeah, and so that's another thing. Like, I can't wait for you guys to see the book. It's actually really pretty. It's we wanted it to be a book that you don't just pick up and it's text heavy because there is a lot of content in it. I wanted you to enjoy looking at it. So I love pretty books. Yeah, it's very pretty. But even just in, in designing the interior, like that has been a process. And I wanted to make it as financially affordable as I can. So not, I know not everyone buys books, let alone is going to spend 50 bucks on a book. So yeah. originally with all the beautiful content and all the, the pretty visuals, it was going to be $50. I'm like, no. So I wish you could see what the original <laughs> the original. Maybe you can make like was. a limited edition on the one-year anniversary or something. Yeah. <laughs> so... That has been something in itself, but it's such a pretty book, so I can't wait for you guys to see it. But that was something that was part of the publishing process that I don't tell you as well. Like, there's so much going back and forth with just doing the interior. You might have a vision of what you want, but then also that's not financially feasible for what your target market are probably going to be able to afford as well. So So it's much more cost-effective now. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully the price will be up next week, guys. It should be marketed in retail around $29.95. That's pretty solid. Yes. That's a good Christmas present. It is a good Christmas present. Buy it for yourself, buy it for your mum, buy it for your best friend and just pass it around because I know even myself it's something that I can't wait to give my daughter. And I wish I had this book when I was 18 Mm. and like just finishing high school, kind of feeling lost in a relationship. There's drugs going around. I think they've just got worse as they've got older as well and not maybe having the self-confidence to say no and not having the self-worth in yourself to say yeah. no to unhealthy behaviours because and just settling for things that you know that you're worth more of. Yeah. And as a mum, if you don't have feel comfortable having those conversations with your kids, I just think that's half the reason why we're people are experiencing a mental health epidemic right now is because kids are getting exposure to so much through social media. Yeah. And not just kids, adults too. Like I think we're all we all fall in that trap of comparing ourselves to other people's highlight reels. So not mm-hmm. only do you have like just the normal feelings of like sadness, because sadness is normal. But they're heightened because you feel like it's not normal because all you're seeing is everyone else being happy and elated and succeeding and achieving. Yeah. And so it just makes this big discrepancy between what you're feeling and what you think everyone else is feeling, which is an illusion. The feelings that you're feeling are the same that we're all feeling. Yeah. And then they don't feel comfortable sharing about it because they think that it's not normal. So, yeah, a massive part of this book is just normalizing sadness. Like, it's just as okay to be as happy as it is to be sad. It's just like two sides of a queen. It's not like you're supposed to be happy 99% of the time and you only sad 1%. Yeah. Like, their emotions and they both demand to be felt. And rather than suppressing them and pushing them away and thinking something's wrong because you're not happy, learning how to just be like, oh, cool. Like, this is, life, this is duality. This is yeah. life. Yeah. Such a beautiful book. I can't wait to get it in my hands, Lizzie. I'm so proud of you. Good girl. You Thank freaking you. smashed this. Thank you, and thanks, everyone, for just supporting us throughout the year. Like, I don't think you realise, too, but just listening 
Mm. and giving your feedback and even our beautiful tribe within Babes in Business, I think a massive part of why I wanted to write this was for you girls. Mm. I think you don't realize that what you're going through, we've gone through and you're not alone in it. So I'm hoping this book can not only help you take your business to the next level, but just help you have more fulfillment and joy in, in life in general. Beautiful. Love it. Thanks, Lozzie. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. We hope you loved today's episode of the Babes Talking Business Podcast. We're loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission really is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran and you've been owning your own business for quite some time. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would absolutely love and appreciate for you to rate us and drop in some love on the iTunes app by giving us some feedback. We want to do something really exciting and we want to do a shout out of the week every week on our Instagram for anyone who reviews us. So please make sure you leave us five sparkly stars and you give us your feedback, but don't forget to add your Instagram handle or website so that we can shout you out. You can follow us on Instagram at Babes Talking Business or you can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com. You can check out the Health Cell Emporium Online Holistic Health Program, our beautiful sponsors over at www.thehsc.net. All of these links are available below in our podcast notes and on our website. Thanks for tuning in.